Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Wake Up Calls, one of my favorite conversations that I get to have a couple times a month with one of my favorite people on the planet. And he's one of my favorite people for a couple of reasons. Not only is he beautiful, he is brilliant, but he is conscious and willing to go into places the average bear will not go. And that is to explore what's in our own freaking minds. So thank you for joining David and I as we start a conversation about what is going on in the world. David, how are you today? Hey, Lina, thank you for that intro. That was really nice. I like that. I, uh, <laughs> well, it's true. <laughs> it's not often that I have a beautiful woman referring to me as beautiful. So I, I feel that in my heart and I appreciate it. I thank you for that. And um, how am I doing? Well, I mean, I'm doing very well, I think, uh, all things considered. Um, I know just before we started, you were talking about some of the things that you see happening in the world and, and what's what you believe is coming around the corner. And I think I actually would like to start there because uh, I've been feeling a lot of the same energy. And, um, you know, I, we've been, this year has been a pretty, well, a very strange year, just put it gently. And for many people, it appears as if we are moving into a period of darkness. And uh, I, think, I think there's some truth to that. But I also believe that you are absolutely right, that there's some huge, magnificent thing happening just around the corner. And we just have to be patient because it has to take the time that it takes. And, uh, you know, it's not like it's not on a calendar that says, well, on this particular day, this is going to happen. What I think there's a bunch of events that need to happen first. And then the, the, the light is going to kind of go on and everybody's going to just see it. But, uh, yeah, that's where I am today. And I'm, I'm actually feeling very excited about it as well. Yeah, me too. Me too. Because as I look back on 2020, it's hard to believe that we can now look back on 2020. Uh, right. we're, almost, we're almost at the end of 2020. It never seemed like it was going to end. <laughs> oh, but to me, this has been one of my favorite years of my life. I mean, absolutely one of my favorite years of my life because of how what it has highlighted for us. I have been on my spiritual journey for about 18 years and, and I'm getting to the point that I think I've done saying my spiritual journey. I've realized that I'm done with being spiritual. It has its own limitations. It has its own confines, its own structure, belief structures. And it also has its own, um, you know, like clicks and, and I'm moving beyond clicks and things like that. So, right. So I've been on a journey really to come to know truth and and it's the truth about me. And as as I continue to look into the truth about me, I recognize it's the truth about all of us because we're all we're all the essence of the creative source. We're all consciousness. You and I understand that what we are is source spirit, whatever you want to call it, consciousness expressing itself in in so many different ways, infinite ways. And when I began to understand that at the core of everything and everyone is the essence of goodness, I began to realize through this journey that I've been on that at the core of all of us exists the opportunity to also not be so good. So what has been exciting for me about 2020 is I've been able to see more clearly those two sides of us, those two voices of us in myself and in others. And the, the, the stage that, that uh, 2020 has been has highlighted the two sides of medicine, the two sides of politics, the two, the two sides in personal relationships, the two sides in everything. Because we cannot choose the side that is our authentic, loving, kind, gentle, compassionate self if we don't have the contrast of that side against the side of our, well, not so nice side, our selfish side, our greedy side, our, our uh, you know, frankly, the part of us that is that thrives on fear. So that's why I'm excited about this year because, oh my goodness, there are so many amazing opportunities um, that are coming our way for the people who are clear 
that there is dark and light, there is good and evil, there is there is love and fear, there is God and ego. And when we can see those two things, clearly we're empowered to be able to choose the one that is actually, um, well, what's gonna take us to world, world, world peace, even if right now it doesn't look that way. So I am really, really psyched about what has happened in 2020. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Hello, Miss Lauren. Hello, Laura. Lauren, I'm sorry. Welcome. Yes. Good to have you here. Yeah, I, I resonate with what you're saying. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of study. One of my favorite um, authors these days is David R. Hawkins, who has written some really, really amazing <coughs> books. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. Bless you. And, uh, I don't agree with everything he says. And I mean, what's life if, if we can't have some disagreements? But I agree with a lot of what he says. And I resonate, you know, in my heart with a great deal of what he says. And what you have just been talking about is the, is the idea of um, polarities and dichotomies that seem to exist in our, in our physical world. As long as we remain in this physical human form, we're constantly going to be seeing dichotomies. We're going to be seeing the left and the right, the up and the down, the male, the female, the good, the bad, the right, the wrong, all the rest of those things we're going to see because that's kind of part of, I think, the necessary experience that we have in our physical world in order to elevate our consciousness beyond it. Now, what he teaches in his book is that these polarities are actually really nothing more than positionalities of the ego mind mm -hmm. and that we now i don't know if i agree with that totally but that's his that's his perspective i i recognize however that what he does teach is when we elevate our consciousness up to a high enough level then those dichotomies kind of merge together into one and we begin to recognize this sense of oneness that many of us often feel internally even though we maybe can't quite uh, express it or articulate it simply because of the limitations of our physical nature. But I think you're absolutely right. And I think when we understand how these polarities work and how these positionalities work in our minds, we can begin to become more compassionate, more gentle, more loving, and more, to use an, uh, maybe an overused phrase, more spiritual in our, in our being. And less uh, egoic, I guess, is is yeah. the is the alternate word. Yeah. And um, and so yeah, I, I see that. I agree with you. I think 2020 has given us many, many, many opportunities to really see that in stark contrast. Yeah. And to then make some more some decisions about who we choose to be in the presence of that uh, awareness and that understanding. Yes, and that. Uh, you know, that, that egoic mind, that is, that is to me, like the final frontier before we, we achieve freedom, total freedom, complete transcendence of our, yeah, of our mm -hmm. human side so that we mm -hmm. can fully accept and, and, and embody our divine side. You know, our divine side is, is not just about being non-physical and being love and light. That, that is actually what, what we become loving and light beings and by light is we we lighten up we our joyful side is what gets activated right but until we see our egoic side we cannot transcend that which limits us until you see the fence you don't know you're you're inside of a kettle um or kennel or whatever you might want to call it inside of a, right, a right, right. and most of us living in america have a this false sense of freedom so it's like we've been these these horses inside of this big field thinking we were free but really there's a fence around us and that fence is our egoic mind and it is our beliefs it is it is a, a very ingrained way of thinking that ingrains in us a a polarized perspective of humanity and while we are busy being polarized about our own um, you know, the way that we perceive things, we, we don't stop to look at how that is coming from inside of us, how we are participating in this incredible uh, division in our own mind. So it gets pro projected as this division outside. And to me, there is absolutely 
nothing that is more important than for every human being to begin to realize the two voices inside of us. And one of the reasons I love Dr. Hawkins' work is because he does a beautiful job of calibrating it, uh, calibrating the density from the light, calibrating when we're in fear versus when we are in love, because the frequencies are very different. And yeah. to me, this world, this, this world is not about taking, it's not about personal stuff, it's about vibrational stuff. And mm -hmm. when we can begin to understand the, the aspect of, of energy, the aspect of consciousness, and then begin to recognize that innately what we are is loving, kind beings that recognize our oneness. We wanna be in unity, we wanna be in community. We innately want that. And 2020 has helped really make it glaringly obvious where we can't come into unity. So it's an opportunity for us to look at what has us divided. And if we would spend more time looking at what divides us instead of, of arguing for our, our, our side of the fence, instead of, of defending my position that divides me from you, that separates me from you, and we went into, well, what is it that we really want? What is common here? The right. healing, the, the, the opportunities are going to just absolutely open up, which is why I'm so freaking excited about what's coming. Because what I'm watching is a lot of people, not, not in numbers, huge numbers, but enough people that are, were on one side and are beginning to want to really look at the other side and, and understand it. Because when we can be open-minded enough to really hear what the other side is saying, what we're going to discover is that at our core, at, our, at, at the place where we're the same consciousness, same energy, loving energy, we all want the same thing. But in our humanness, we want it in different ways because of the conditioning and that's what feeds the ego mind. The ego has to be conditioned because the ego is, is something we pick up on the planet. It's not what we bring with us when we incarnate. What we incarnate with is goodness. This is why children are, you know, babies are so beautiful and so innocent and so loving because it's a little ball of, of love that gets incarnated on the planet. Then we pick up all of this conditioning that divides us. You know, that's why you can take a baby that is born in China and raise it in the U.S. and it won't know anything about Ch Chinese culture. It won't know anything about um, anything, you know, traditions. It's going to know the American information in a Chinese being because right. that being is loving and absorbing whatever is given to it. But the mind gets trained, gets conditioned, and that's where division comes in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I think there's something else here that um, that I have noticed is there are people who have have been, let's say, on one side of the fence for quite a period of time. And they are very strongly attached to their belief systems, their positionalities and all the rest of it. And some of them are, are I'm sorry to say, destined to stay on that side of the fence no matter what happens. But some of them are also saying, hey, wait a minute, something about this doesn't seem right. And they're starting to look, as you say, on the other side of the fence and they're starting to move. In fact, they're starting to move away from their previous positionalities to a place where they are starting to see things in a whole new light. And I think, you know, this is what Trump has done for us. Donald Trump has done this. He's basically stood up and said, hey, people, it's time to wake up. And he, he took the heat for a lot of people. He showed us what we can do. Yes, people are going to you know, attack you. They're going to shoot the, the slings and arrows at you. They're going to do all kinds of things to try and shut you up because they are tied to their belief systems. Yeah. You know, and they want to defend their belief systems. They believe that if their belief, if their belief system itself is somehow damaged or destroyed, then they too will die. Exactly. And this is what the ego mind believes. Exactly. So consequently, they fight for that belief with all of their might. 
And as long as they stay at a low level of consciousness, they will continue to do that. Yeah. It's only by helping them to elevate their consciousness to a high enough level that they can start to see beyond the boundaries of their own fence yeah. that they're going to be able to, to grow and develop and then merge perhaps back with other human beings. Now, there's another thing here that some people don't like to talk about, but I, you know me, you asked, you asked me once if I was adventurous. Well, I like diving in and finding out the truth. And I honestly believe that some of the some of the beings that we are seeing in media or whatever, I, I, I believe they've either been taken over or possessed in some way, or they may not even be human, even though they look human. They may have a different energy, a different vibration, a different, uh, I don't know, but they, they do seem to have a different way of thinking and they seem to have a, a knack for projecting onto everybody else all the stuff they're doing and then making us up, us bad for it. It's been an amazing journey. I've been watching this happen all this past year. And of course, even before that, but more so this year than any other time. Well, it, it really is an interesting uh, phenomenon, the whole aspect of projection because if we get down to the essence of what what we are is is a point of awareness and through our lives this little bundle of love and you, you pick up information you pick up conditioning we project out this world that we see we we participate in what is told to us and we make it solid we make it real we make it pretty heavy duty. We make it be something that is that is going to be um, the truth no matter what in our mind. And it requires an incredible, an incredible amount, I, I think, and I know it did for me, courage to be willing to question what you believe. And I am beginning to, to or this year I have began to really open up to the idea. Um, well, let me let me just say it differently. I have been open to the idea that we're not alone in this universe. We, we are a part of something grand. And the, the times that I thought humans were all that there was, that those days are long gone for me. I am not that, that ignorant or arrogant to think that we're it. And as I have opened up my mind by being open-minded and reading all kinds of things and watching all kinds of things, we are part of a galactic system. We're part of something massive, I mean, infinite, beyond this, this not only this uh, Earth, beyond this galaxy, but beyond the universe that we imagine is what is. And there is an incredible, I'm going to call it a play of energy taking place. And how characters show up in this world can be, I mean, the 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 characters are infinite as infinite as they are in a movie as sure. infinite yeah. as as your mind can imagine so there there is there is an excitement for me of watching the magnificence of infinite possibilities that before this we didn't even realize existed and it, it seems like it's expanding more and more and more yeah. are, do you believe that we're going to have like extraterrestrial contact or have I believe we already have. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, mean, I personally have not. Yeah. And I don't know if you have or not, but I, I, I do believe that many people on this, on many humans on this planet have had, ex, uh, have connection with extraterrestrial uh, yeah. life forms. I'm a hundred percent convinced of that. Even though I don't have any physical evidence to back that up. It's just basically, when when I when I you you know when someone is telling you the truth, you yeah. you know that you yeah. If they believe it right down to the core of their being, and for them it's absolutely true. I have no reason to disbelieve it, even though I can't prove what they said is true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I do I do believe that, and uh, you know I like your your statement that we are a truly uh, a galactic kind of energy. I and. I was going to say, yeah, I think we're even bigger than that. I think that it's, you know, galaxy kind of implies a small portion of the universe. Yeah. Whereas the universe theoretically would take it all, right? Yeah. Uh, 
And I also agree that these life forms are going to take a variety of different shapes. They may not look absolutely nothing like human beings. Who knows? Maybe this mouse pad is an actual life form. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell. I mean, it's not, it's not acting in a way that I can see that tells me it's alive, but I don't know for sure, you know? So anyway, I mean, yeah, I agree with you 100%. Yeah, so it, it's exciting because, like you, I haven't had personal contact um, with with an extraterrestrial, but I have read so many things, heard so many things, and I am certain that not only is it happening, but it is going to increase because yeah. one of the things that is really clear is that as humans, we have participated in this game of of capping our potential. We have allowed ourselves through indoctrination to not, not expand beyond what we believe is true, but yet innately inside of us, we, we want this freedom. We want this ability to self-express. And I, I am really super, super excited. I know this is not normally what we talk about, but I am really super ex excited because I listen to a lot of channeled information. I, and I receive my own guidance. And what I am receiving is that we are being fully supported, almost like a, an adult um, uh, or, or older brother or sister is watching over us. Not only are the parents watching over us, but like what we, we have these older brothers and sisters that care about us, watching over us, realizing, okay, you little kids down there on planet Earth, you really That's have true. messed things up. You, you need yeah. to, to understand what you're doing to yourself. So we're going to come in here and help you. And I'm hearing from so many channeled uh, material that we are in the middle of a battle, literally for the soul of humanity, where the goodness that is inside of us, the only way for us to really live from that place and acknowledge and honor that for every single being is that we have to look at all of the ways that we have created suffering, created, wreaked havoc on this planet. You know, in Buddha 2,500 years ago was telling us what's going on. And, and it all comes down to our own selfishness, our own greediness, our own individual sense of, of me, 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 me. That's why one of my favorite quotes of the Buddha is no self, no problem. And when we can operate inside of that place of, of looking at what has made us so selfish, so greedy, we are going to be able to really free humanity from the bondage, from the fence that we have been inside of. And I believe our galactic friends are pouring information to tell us, pay attention to those who have been so greedy, who have been in positions of power, look at what they have been doing, but they can only do it to you if you allow it, exactly. because we're the planet of free will. Yeah. And that that definitely is, is something that I'm excited about because, well, we are going to soon see more, more clearly that everything that's been happening that we don't like, we have been permitting it, even oh. though we've been unconscious of it. Yeah, I think we've said that here before. I mean, uh, uh, we're absolutely responsible for the creation that we have here in front of us. Uh, you know, each individual one of us has contributed in some way to that, to that creation. And collectively, we have all basically built what we have now. And you're absolutely right. I think it's time for us to begin to, uh, rather than trying to point the finger of blame outward, start looking at what can I do to, to, to raise my awareness, raise my consciousness, raise my level of uh, spirituality to the point where I can start to heal this stuff rather than creating more pain and suffering. So this is... It. Yeah, that's it. That that personal responsibility to see how we can heal this. Exactly. What are some of the things that you're seeing right now that can contribute to healing for one who is curious, who, who's saying, okay, I just heard David and Lina talk about personal responsibility for healing. What what do you think is is maybe something that is contributing that they could look at? Okay, so uh, before we go there, I think you know, one of the things that we talk about on this show is current events and how we can raise awareness from those. 
Well, we've had a lot. I mean, I think it's been a month or so since the last time we did a, a conversation. So we're a little bit out of touch a little, but I'm pretty sure that we, the, la the, the, the election happened since we, we spoke. Yeah. Now we have all this, um, this talk about election fraud and uh, Dominion machines and everything else. And now we're starting to see that uh, Hunter Biden is being investigated for tax fraud in addition to some other stuff. And now in addition to that, we're starting to see that this fellow Smallwell or Swalwell, whatever his name is, has been identified as someone who has been compromised by a Chinese spy. All of those things are symptoms of what we have created collectively over time. And what I see happening is I see a lot of people really waking up to the whole, the whole thing and starting to get angry and outraged about this to the point where they're activated, they're starting to wake up. Now, you asked what I think we can do. Well, I think having that, that anger energy raising us into awareness is important and then yeah. getting ready to do some action. But we can't let the anger turn into more of the same uh, fuel that we wanna pour on the fire. Yeah. We need to just let that anger move us into positive, helpful, loving action. That's what we need to do, I think. And so it means, uh, yes, finding those people who have been taking advantage of us, the greedy folks that you were talking about who have, uh, you know, really taken super advantage of the system and amassed huge amounts of money at your and my expense. And uh, we, have to, we have to take those people, possibly arrest them, possibly try them, possibly punish them, whatever needs to happen, and make sure that the world sees that, that we're no longer going to tolerate that kind of stuff. Because we have allowed ourselves, as you said, just by virtue of maybe getting greedy, you know, wanting to spend all our time in front of the TV, um, I don't know, all the comfort things that we've put in life. We've allowed all that stuff to blind us to what's been going on behind the scenes. So now it's time, okay, turn off the TV, wake up, get out there, speak up, make sure that the criminals are punished, and let's give power back to the people where it belongs. That's what I think, that's what I think Donald Trump has been here to do right from the beginning. Uh, and even though I didn't see it right away, that's what I believe now. And he has been a perfect mirror for the kind of energy that I think we need to bring. So that's, that's what I believe. Well, in taking personal responsibility, we do have to look at how did this country get to where it is? How did this planet get to where it is? And that is part of what is the, the great awakening is there's something inside of us that deep down inside recognizes that what is happening is not okay. And one of the hardest things of this journey is, is questioning how did I contribute to that? That, that is the hardest things that my, my clients have to go through. We, we work really diligently in looking at what is your role in the very thing that is happening in your life that you don't like? Uh, you know, wh why your, your marriage that is not working? What did you contribute to the marriage that's not working? Your career, what did you contribute to the career that's not working? And in, in as it pertains <clears throat> to politics, we've got to look at what's been happening that's not working. Right. And what is so fascinating to me is, is again, I have to go back to the ego mind in innately, we have a part of us that wants to be free and knows that it wants to connect. And then there's this part of us that we, we react to that wants to protect us and keep us safe and, and keep us, um, and, and frankly, it's a part of us that needs to be right. So yeah, with, all, with all that is happening in the world right now, like you said, in the last month, all of these are opportunities for us to see how did we contribute to the creation of all of these things? How yep. did we contribute to Hunter Biden? Well, we've got to then look at Papa Biden. We've got to see, well, where has he been? We cannot be so blinded by our, our 
you know, the indoctrination that somehow Biden is a savior on one side, and of course, there's a Trump is a savior on the other side, and not be willing to question both of these men. Let's go down and look at exactly what have they done. How, how does the son of this one get to do the things that he does? How does the son of this one get to do the things that he does? Yeah. Because if we really dig deep and, and be willing to do, you know, we got to practice radical honesty, which is a very difficult thing for the ego personality to do. Because the ego personality is all about deception. That's just how it survives. It, it cannot be itself. If it was itself, it'd be loving. So it's a deception to be fearful. It's a deception to, to project um, unkindness. That's not our natural state of being. Came in as love balls. So being able to question, how did I contribute to this election uh, issue? I know I contributed to the problem that we have in our elections because I've never paid attention to that. I've always expected somebody else to, to deal with that. I'll, I've always expected or trusted that somebody was had my best interest all the while i still knew that corruption existed so how can i say corruption exists and not expect it to move into the realms of an election i mean i, I grew up in the dominican republic i know about corruption we always heard the latin countries are so corrupt always heard that my whole life but did i do something about that did i did i pay attention to do we who who is electing uh, or who is deciding what election machines my county is going to use or my city or my state or my whatever? There is a a fundamental lack of participation in the running of our day to day government that we have all been lulled into believing somebody else is going to take care for us, and we have abdicated our responsibility as as Americans, but as humans ensuring that there is transparency that there is goodness that they that the right thing is being done so it's going to be it's going to be very difficult for people to see some of the stuff that's coming and sit with the fact that they didn't do something about it because right. they didn't know about it and then we're going to have to deal with oh my god i have been so totally completely bamboozled because well, that's what has happened to us. Right, right. I think I think it's important um, for all of us to be gentle with ourselves, because the truth is, most of us are just living our lives from day to day. We are taking care of our families. We're you know we're working jobs to make money to bring food home. Those are the things that are important to us for most people. Some people, on the other hand are interested in making money, lots and lots and lots of money. All right, I personally don't have a problem with them making money as long as they do it legitimately, legally, and without harming anybody else in the process. Now, I too have probably been aware, I think, of, of corruption in general for many years in my life. I mean, there's always been rumblings of corruption as far back as I can remember. And I, I just trusted that the system was going to take care of those people. They'd get arrested. They'd get punished. They, you know, all the rest of that. And for much of it, that did seem to happen. But because I was complacent, because I was focusing on my own life and, and my own concerns, maybe I wasn't focusing my attention on stuff outside of me to the extent that I could have. All right. That's, that's cool. I can take, I can take responsibility for that. Me too. And, and I, I can even, I can beat myself up for it too, but that's not going to serve anybody, right? So, all right, we've made decisions to get to where we are now. Let's not beat ourselves up for those decisions because I believe that most people, probably like 99% of, of people are making the best decisions they can based on the information they have available to them at the time and they're not going out of their way to try and hurt other people that's probably true for most of us i agree okay? i agree so so let's all be gentle with ourselves and as we start to raise awareness and see this this corruption for what it is then let's just nip it in the bud together do what we have to do to stop it and make some put some things in place to 
minimize or eliminate that kind of corruption in the future. That's what I believe that we should be doing. Yeah. And let's try to do it all the because if we just if we come from that fear fear based thinking, we are simply going to be contributing to a whole different kind of corruption going forward. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. And something that is really fascinating with what's happening right now with the state of Texas um, suing other states and, and getting to the, to the Supreme Court to look at the unconstitutional way that, that elections have been handled. It, they're, they're not addressing fraud per se. What they're, what they're addressing is that we, we don't follow the Constitution in every single state for something that has to do with a national election. Inside of that, I find the potential for people coming together to remove so many of the distracting differences and hone in on the one most important yeah. thing, which is, are we, are we abiding by our constitution? Because the average American, I know I'm one of those, for a very long time, yeah, sure, I know about the constitution, you know, we're all, all men are created free. Um, but I didn't really fully understand to the extent that that this country, most politicians, I'm going to say most of them, do not abide by the Constitution, do not really honor the Constitution. And the again, the average person is not really aware of how many uh, of the freedoms that we actually do not have because the fence seems so far out there and we've got this big playground to play in, we've got malls, we've got 47 flavors of cereal to pick from, and we don't really see how, how we have been corralled and, and the fence is coming in tighter and tighter and tighter if we don't take 100% personal responsibility for looking at how am I contributing to the Constitution not being fully followed. So paying attention to what's happening in Texas is really important to every single American, not only in a civics lesson, but to bring us together. Because if we can move out of the two parties, out of the two sides and come together to do whatever it takes to uphold the constitution, oh my goodness, what we will be doing is massive because it's going to be reversing a, a system that was destined to take people into, I'm just gonna use this word because it's the only word that is appropriate, into, a, into slavery. But it's, it, but it's a slavery that is, doesn't appear to be slavery yet because we're being corralled little by little into a smaller and smaller and smaller um, realm of freedom. Now, of course, this is all happening on the physical plane. I know consciously that we, we are all free beings. Nothing can, can bind us. But while we're playing the role of being a human, we've got to understand what it is. We have to understand the truth that sets us free. And to know that truth, we can at least start with the Constitution as a, as a place where we can find common ground for what it is that we want to um, to stand for so that we move out of the sides that divide us again, because we've been conditioned into division. We need to find a place where we can come and say, yes, that let me meet you there. Like Rumi said, beyond uh, right and wrong doing, there's a field. I'll meet you there. Well, let's meet there beyond the fraud or the, this party, that party let's meet in the field of where we can find common ground. And that is, let's all stand on the side of the constitution. So I'm fast, I am so excited to see how all that unfolds. What are your thoughts on? on well, I, first of all, I wanna say, I'm glad you mentioned the constitution. I think that, um, first of all, it, it is probably one of the most amazing documents ever produced by human beings uh, in the history of humanity. I think it was and, yeah, and it's not just the the Constitution. I mean, you have the Declaration of in Independence, you have the Constitution, and then you have the Bill of Rights. And each of those documents is critical to the overall uh, structure of our government. And somebody asked me the other day, well, how, how well do you know the Constitution? And, and I thought, well, I, you know, I guess I know it as well as anybody. All right, just quote one passage out of the Constitution. 
And I said, uh, okay, the passage that comes to my mind is that we are endowed with unalienable, unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the guy says, no, that's not in the Constitution. I said, what do you mean? He says, go read the Declaration of Independence. That's where that phrase is. And when he said that and I checked, I said, you know, you're right. I don't know the Constitution. In fact, most people, I would I, say I most Americans cannot tell you the Constitution. They can probably tell you the First Amendment and the Second Amendment, they, the, the basic meaning of those two amendments. But the Constitution, nothing. So my recommendation, and this is something I'm going to do for myself. I've already signed up for a constitutional training course that I'm going to be starting in January. But I'm going to make it a, my commitment to read and understand the Declaration of Independence, the uh, the basic Constitution, and the Bill of Rights, because I think that's what we're really fighting for here. And if, if you don't know what it is, then how can you fight for it, right? So that's something that I think is really important. The other thing that you mentioned that I just wanted to address was um, the fact of the, of the fence closing in and how we are kind of moving towards slavery and, and maybe not aware of it. I think that COVID-19, this pandemic, as I call it, seems to have highlighted this, this sense of being restricted and uh, enslaved in a way that we could, we could never have, have imagined a year ago. Yeah. The fact that today, almost everywhere in the United States, people are required to wear masks wherever they go. It, it, that is, if that's not slavery, I don't know what is, especially given that there is absolutely no scientific basis for this, for this wearing of masks. In fact, there is no scientific proof anywhere that I can find. I, I cannot find a paper, a scientifically vetted paper written by in, in, a, in a peer reviewed journal that can prove that a virus even exists, let alone causes a disease. There is no such proof. And so our entire policy is based upon fear. It's based upon this invisible thing that we've never seen and no one's ever isolated, purified and, and classified and, and shown that it causes a disease, but somehow it's responsible for what we're going through right now. Yeah. If that's not an example of allowing fear to con you know contain you even more, then I don't know what is. I think it's the most graphic example we've ever had. Yeah, yeah, and and it is. And what the way that I look at this whole narrative with COVID is, my journey has brought me to understand that the the power that is within me the the ability to connect with source to heal that all of that comes from within of course that has given me the the clarity that i don't go outside of myself to look for something to make me better now granted in my consciousness i do believe that i need to go externally for food to to sustain me because i i'm still conditioned in that way i'm changing the way that i eat because my goal is within by the by the year 2030, I want to begin. I, I want to be, have been prepared over this next decade to become a breatharian. I absolutely. I'm studying the people who who that is their practice. They 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 are sustained by breath because their consciousness is at such a level that there is no external that can add to them. They are fully self-sourced. And, and it's not that I, I don't want to enjoy food. It's just that my mind is changing as my body is recalibrating itself. And I'm beginning to feel more of my eternal self because the density of my fears are going away. The, the density of the judgments are dropping. I feel this lightness, this, this ability to move into that realm where someday I don't, I don't need the things of this world to be in, to be here and enjoy this experience that I'm having. But until then, there are things that I do, like go get the uh, go get the food, like I said. So when we are afraid of COVID, we've got to check in our consciousness. 
the, the lack of fear of COVID comes from a certainty of well-being inside. But if you don't believe that you are going to be okay, then fear kicks in. So what happens is when you are afraid of something external, you're going to have to go outside of you to, to find whatever takes care of you. You don't even question if what's outside of you, if it makes sense. You don't even question, is this even valid or true? Like we haven't questioned vaccines. Um, you know, I gave my kids all kinds of vaccines. And now that I understand what's in them, I'm like, holy cow, I pumped my children full of things that were just not good for them. Right. <clears throat> But my children were some of the lucky ones that didn't have the adverse effects where the children of some of my friends ended up with, with severe, right. lifelong severe uh, issues from that. So this whole COVID uh, thing divides people from me into two camps. The ones who really understand the, the power of the body. And that's where I listen to doctors like, like Dr. Zach Bush who speaks, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but who speaks oh, yeah. mm -hmm. to your body's ability to heal. So this external virus or whatever it is that's out there, it's when we understand the natural aspect of it, it is all here. It's all working together. But because our minds have been conditioned, you know, but the, the slavery, if you have to have medicine, if you have to have a vaccine, if you have to have a mask, then, then you in essence are no longer thinking with the source within. You're not thinking for yourself. You're thinking with what indoctrinated you into giving away your power. And yeah, that right. is that is an amazing thing. <clears throat> but haven't you noticed that more and more, more doctors are stepping up, more people are speaking up about what's going on out there? I, I was just listening to a doctor, I think he might have been in, in um, I don't know if it was, a hearing, if it was a, a state hearing or a national hearing, but basically what he was saying, we've got, we've got this whole thing wrong. As doctors, as physicians, now that we've had eight, nine months to study this thing, we now know what we're, what we're dealing with, and you right. guys have gotten it wrong. But the, see, this is the, this is my point, though. Um, I, I I totally agree with your your stance on taking responsibility and and you know recognizing that you have the capacity within yourself to heal your entire being. There's just no limit to the to the healing that you can do. Everybody has that capability. Yeah. What I'm talking about is the the law, the the application of a mandate requiring people to wear masks. They don't care what you think about your personal ability to heal yourself. Yeah. They say you will wear a mask or you will not do business here. And then furthermore, they're going to take it to the next step. You will wear a mask everywhere or else we will arrest you and throw you in jail. That's what's going on. And what I'm saying is all of that is based on no science at all. Yeah. And in, as, as you say, this doctor is saying we've got it all wrong. Well, he's right. We, we do have it all wrong because what we are seeing is just regular diseases that have been happening for years. And we have all we've been doing is recategorizing them as COVID-19 cases. Mm -hmm. uh, and furthermore, then we have this test. It's, it's, a, it's a PCR test, which doesn't test for the existence of a virus. It tests for the existence of a certain kind of RNA. That's all it does, which virtually everybody already has. So therefore, they're going to get, and this is what's really bad about these, these PCR tests, they get about 80% false positives, and they also get about 80% false negatives. So you cannot rely on the test at all. So even though you may have test, tested positive for COVID-19, doesn't mean you have COVID-19 because COVID-19 simply doesn't exist. It's just a label. It's just a label that is that has been applied to a bunch of symptoms. By the way, the symptoms themselves seem to change from week to week. You know, we started off when this thing first started back in February or whenever it was, there were three symptoms. Now we've got 35 or 40 symptoms. What kind of a disease is that? That, you know, you just keep adding new symptoms when you feel like it, you know, or what kind of a disease is it when if you have no symptoms, you're you're still positive. You still could be an asymptomatic carrier of a disease that's going to kill millions of people. I mean, it's it's all fear mongering. It's all it is. So my point is, even though 
If there were a real disease, by the way, you wouldn't have to tell people to wear masks. You wouldn't have to, to mandate anything. People would know something was going on and they would take care of themselves. People would stay home. People would social distance. They would avoid people like the plague, literally. But there's no need for the, or they, the, the, the fact is people know on an intuitive level that there's really nothing here and that the mandates are just there to control them. But they go along with it anyway because they don't want to be the guy that rocks the boat. And so, you know, I'm sorry, I, I, I guess I'm ranting a little bit here, but that's my, my, my position. I mean, I, I had a doctor's appointment this morning and I had to go to my hospital or to my doctor's office. And of course they wanted me to wear a mask. And I've told them, I said, look, I can't wear those things that cover my face and mouth. I brought along a face visor, full cover, you know, they still wouldn't let me in. Really? Okay. They wouldn't let me in because I wasn't going to wear the mask that they chose for me. This is how, how, how crazy it's become. And these are health professionals who have, you would think, would do the research to find out the truth about this thing. But they don't. They're listening to the propaganda from the CDC and the NIH and the various other organizations and the World Health Organization because they're supposed to be the experts. We have trained ourselves so much to listen to some external authority that we refuse to listen to our own inner wisdom. That's what's gotten us where we are today. Yeah, and, and I don't focus because it's not my expertise on the medical side of things, and I don't wanna to speak to that. But for me, the thing that I, that is the, the field that I have studied, that I am immersed in, it is about that inner authority. It is cultivating a relationship with a power within, not only that frees us, that heals us, that is the source of our happiness, our joy, our, our inner peace, our ability to be um, in, in this world, but not of it. And to me, that's that's right. my rub. That is my rub is that we, even in the spiritual community, we, we tell that we're one of the creator, we create our reality, but we're we're not we're not making that inner connection, that that um inner authority, our primary authority, and we are operating in fear of the outer world. And like you said earlier today, we there there is a need to be gentle with with what's coming because we are going to be realizing multiple things. One, that we are being given laws, you know, laws are being formed, rules, regulations that have no basis, that are going go against our constitution. But we have been systematically, uh, basically programmed into believing that yes, there is this internal, or there is this authority, and it's a God on a cloud somewhere out there, that has pulled us away from really cultivating a knowingness about what's inside of us. And right. religion has done a, a has done a huge job in indoctrinating us into becoming total, completely dependent on some external figure, a pope outside of us, a minister outside of us, a rabbi or whatever outside of us. Not that they are not helpful, but they are limited in their ability to help us connect with the true source of who we are. They can give us information, but they cannot do the connection for us. We have to do that connection. And we are so distracted with, with so many different things, external things, that the average person does not really know that the fountain of well-being exists within. And until we get comfortable you know, seeing some of the, the externals begin to fall apart, which, which is basically what's, all, happening, all now. what's happening now, yeah. we are not going to question, well, how did we get to this? Well, we got to that mess outside because we were not connected innately to the source of our goodness and our truth inside. Buddha said, talked right. about this stuff. We need to understand our mind. Jesus talked about this. Love God. Love yourself. Love your neighbor. We have had so many people for thousands of years attempting to teach us to come inside and we will find that which makes us one inside, that which unites us. And if we don't take personal responsibility for finding that voice of reason within, 
questioning, questioning all external authority, we are not going to awaken the sleeping giant that is is going to get woken up through more more dismantling of the external. So you can either start questioning things and wake up kind of more easily from this slumber, or or you're going to get you're going to have that cosmic two by four hitting us because the whole universe is conspiring into this sweet little planet, moving up into another dimension, moving up and out of. Well, frankly. I believe that we are in the dark ages. We think we're so advanced, but we're in the dark ages when we operate with fear, with scarcity, with with uh, so many things that are divisive. That's not that that is so that's barbaric, truly barbaric the way that we treat each other and that that's not that that's not possible when you know the truth of who you are, when you align with the the source of love within and um anyways it's it's fascinating fascinating what's going on so how are you going to um spend the rest of 2020 we only have just a few weeks left i probably will continue doing a lot of the same stuff that i'm doing right now you know i i i have my own message that i share with people um most of my message is very uplifting and positive, you know, through my Life Mastery Coaching program. Uh, but part of my message is also about waking people up to the truth of what's going on in the world. And I do that through a separate um, channel that I call Matrix Rebels. On YouTube, um, yeah. I, I have fun with that. With my son in particular, he and I, we just have really good time talking about this stuff. But really, I think um, my objective my personal objective oh by the way i want to just say i really loved your metaphor of the cosmic two by four that was that was a good one i like that one of the people i listened to his name is uh, scott uh scott mckay i think is his name he, he does a a show called the tipping point oh yeah um, he talks he talks about oh I, he has a nice beautiful phrase that ends in unstoppable truth hammer you know the truth hammer. I love that word. That there's something about that that just got me. I said, "Okay, I like that." So your cosmic uh, two by four, his truth hammer, and I think that's what we're talking about here. So my 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 intention is to continue raising awareness to the maximum extent that I can, not only for myself but for anybody else who wants to to learn and listen. Um, because I do believe you're right. I think that 2021 is going to be perhaps not immediately but somewhere within the next you know the first month or month and a half i think we're going to see a big turnaround and i think that uh i think life is going there's going to be a big beautiful golden sun come up uh, somewhere in there and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it me too i absolutely know because you know i listen to the guidance inside and and creator source it doesn't matter what you call it it knows what it is so whether i call it god or spirit or whatever it is that consciousness we're tapping into that one infinite mind and and it assures me that light is all there is and we cannot not have light it's just about how much darkness do we want to continue to live under so as more of us shed that the the blinders and open ourselves up to to seeing what's really there. What is there is light. It is It is a big, beautiful, um, yeah, life is only gonna get better, but it cannot, we cannot have that experience if we haven't done the, the work to question how we got so disconnected from that, that inner guidance. We have got to question that. And that's what's coming because that, that cosmic two by four is gonna show us, it's gonna shatter so many so many illusions it's going to shatter so many false sense of safety it's going to shatter it it has to because it's not sustainable it's not sustainable not when the light is shining so brightly that um we feel it we feel the goodness the truth that we are and we want that for every being because that's what happens when you when you become the change you want to see in the world you can't help but want everybody to to experience the goodness and that's what i want for humanity and in this season yeah. of light that's all i want for humanity 
Right. That's beautiful. And, you know, you, you <clears throat> this idea of shattering illusions. Well, I think if you think about the word for a moment, doesn't that mean becoming disillusioned? Yeah. When we remove that. the illusions, we are disillusioned and therefore we are seeing truth. We are seeing reality. So I say pray for disillusionment because it's the best thing that can happen to all of us. I love that. I think that's a perfect place to to complete this call because yes, let's let's become disillusioned. Let's let's end this illusion of separation and and of external sources of, of power. And um, let's meet where we are all the same in reality. One. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, I love you, brother. I love you too. <laughs> well, happy holidays to you and your family, and uh, we will connect again in the in the uh, 2021. Absolutely. And thank you to whoever is watching this, whether you're watching live or you're watching the recording. Thank you for, for paying attention and for doing your work and your part to help raise a beautiful world. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>